Bible Podcast, the podcast for the Kardashian... Conflicted. <laughs> Kardashian. Someone tweeted that the other yeah, day. I saw I that. So great. Kardashian <laughs> conflicted. The Kardashian conflicted. I don't know if I'm conflicted. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. Like the Kardashian corrupted. The Kardashian corrupted. Corroded. The Kardashian. Corroded. Cauliflower. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was telling Kathleen when we were talking before recording, I said I had another headache because of the episode, but I made the mistake of watching half of it and going to do something that brought me joy, <laughs> like eating. And then I came back and I really didn't want to finish it. But I have I to for like some multitasking. And every time I like looked up and like zeroed in on what they're talking about, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, if I didn't have to write about it, I, I don't think I would watch it. I would have like, I got the gist. That's enough. <laughs> Cause it's just, um, it's bad. Uh, there's no real headlines. Kanye still being Kanye. And like, the only thing I will say though, as we don't talk about him I think we've said it before in regards to Nick Cannon. Not that I agree with Kanye at all on his takes on Jewish people, because I have no idea what he was saying. I really was not paying attention to him. But if you're wondering where that came from, it's because in entertainment, a lot of like the quote unquote elites or the people in power, decision makers happen to be, I'll use that word, Jewish. So if you're wondering, like he didn't just pull that out of nowhere. Like he's yeah. taking his own conflicts he's having and speaking in general terms instead of being specific about this man and not bringing the fact that he's Jewish in it. I don't and know why I, that's I important. Said too, like, I mean, everything he says is just like such a like straw argument. And he talks about like people's get, getting feelings hurt and things like it's like he always lashes out, mm-hmm. but like he never even acknowledges like the things that he do that might affect people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Or he'll go through these weird, like, roundabout things where he's, like, did that Good Morning America video or interview, like, talking about how he's sorry to Kim, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, suddenly gets really into Jesus and being a Christian. It's, like, he he's just all over the map. So it's really hard to take anything he says seriously. Right. But what was particularly frustrating with his latest, like, thing was that there's a midterm in a month, less than... And he went on Tucker Carlson. He just like, and he's all up in Candace Owens' ass. It's like their weird like verbiage or jargon that they use with anti-Semitism is like so obvious. And it's just like clockwork. Like, oh, there's an election and suddenly he has all these sound bites. And like, I don't even think it's like strategic as much as he just likes getting fed like they're like oh great we bet he'll relate to some of this so let's like give him these like talking points and yeah regurgitates them all over the place and then the stay love the weird tucker carlson's of the world love that if you say something that gets you in trouble and then you get censored they love being like free speech <laughs> and it's like this is the media like someone said in a tweet that i saw that was like Free speech doesn't mean speech free of consequences. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So like you shouldn't lose your job or like you shouldn't be killed at the stake if you say something (laughs) against the government. That's why free speech exists. But like a corporation could decide they don't want to do business with you anymore if you say something they don't like. 
right. or like a a media platform could decide to no longer air your platform because they don't want to deal with law- lawsuits, to be honest. They, none of them have morals anyways. But yeah, it's like, it's just, that's so textbook. And so it's like, as soon as he gets close to them, and he's done this so many times before, it just, it's like clockwork. Like, yeah, and that's why it's just not worth paying attention to. Like, I read just enough so I know what's going on, but I, like, refuse to get yeah. in the trenches. I will say, <laughs> we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. We're like, there's, like, we never know how long these, like, episodes of him being, like, really, like, rapid fire are going to last. And then he goes into these, like, silent modes for a while. And, <laughs> like, as soon as he got kicked off of Instagram and Twitter, or I don't even know kicked off, but just limited. All of a sudden, he's like, i got to put my head down, make it an album, and I, I need to listen to people's advice. Like, you know, I never listen. And it was just like, it's like oh you know what? I will, I will go ahead and say that Sway had the answers. <laughs> <laughs> the wild is he said that, and that was like a decade ago. He said that, did the weird the apology tour in Kim on GMA, and then he did it all over again. <laughs> Just take a breather. Get better friends. Now, like Candace Owen is this new Jason Lee, like making statements on his behalf and stuff. It's just where is her husband? Where is your baby? What is this? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Can you believe Kanye? They cannot, they don't want him at JP and Morgan anymore. Why does this involve you? Like, can you just relax? JP Morgan is a huge ass bank. It's not like they're like the only bank. Yeah. And it's not like they're like morally altruistic. Well, yeah. At the end of the day, he's probably like not responding to emails and like being erratic and like doing a bunch of weird shit. Banks care about the bottom line. They want like want stability and they want to make sure their money is right. Like I doubt it was like a play of like politics or optics or whatever. I think they're just like, this guy can't even fucking show up to the meetings on time. <laughs> so I don't think they care about Jewish people that much where they're like, yeah. we've got to do this. We're over people. it. We got a lot of money. <laughs> they're like, this is our out. <laughs> Take it. Yeah, they're just this like, fine. Like we, you are the most unreliable client that we have. And it's very stressful <laughs> and we make plenty of money. So be on your way. <laughs> I think the weirdest one in this is Candace Owens. She had her event of a documentary. I have no idea what the documentary is about. She showed it in Toronto, which is weird because I'm sure this documentary is about America. Uh, and Ray J and Kanye were invited and showed up. With and Kid it, Rock. It, with Kid Rock, of course. I mean, I know Ray J and Kanye is the weirdest part. But just, the fact that Kid Rock was there just like blew my Kid Rock was in the middle of it. Like, yes, I'm here. But I think it's like Candace is so obsessed with Kim. That it's so sad now, like, and nobody cares. And all of them, and I feel mm, slightly distressed. I wouldn't even say concerned, just like, I don't know what the fuck is going on with Ray J. (laughs) Yeah. Because he's been all over the place. He's having a time. Like, not good. Yes. But all three of them, plus Candace, are just people who, like, anybody who gives them attention and validates yeah. them, they're immediately like, yes. And exactly. they all like, pretend to be outsiders. Like mm-hmm. Kid Rock capitalized his entire career on being like a redneck. Mm-hmm. And he's from like a very wealthy suburb of Detroit. Yeah. Like Ray J comes from like royalty when it comes to like singers. <laughs> and then there's Kanye. 
and you're just like, and then Candace, you're like, I I think she just has that like token thing where she's like a woman and she's black in this conservative arena where this white male driven world. She can be like, see, the other side's wrong because I want to say we don't even care about signs. You're just it's, annoying. We don't care. We don't Make care about Ray J. Ever. We don't care about Kid Rock. And we don't care you about just invited the like... most ragtag <laughs> losers to your event. And even a big L for Kanye because like Kid Rock and Ray J showing up to something. We expect that. We expect that. Kanye people still give so many excuses for it. And he's still Mm -hmm. like pretty prestigious when it comes to like who who he pulls in his events and stuff. Like what the fuck are you doing there? (laughs) Kid Rock (laughs) and Ray J. Like you are down bad. I think it's even more just disturbing just being in the same picture in red carpets as your like ex-wife's ex-boyfriend that she had a sex tape with who's like well, on he- a hot pursuit to sue them. It's just very like, why are you so messy? Can't you just relax? Well, and it's like to Ray J's point, and he's done some time where he's like, I have I make plenty of money, I have other venues. That's fine, but there's like a level of prestige. It's not like Ray J's like a total loser, like he's fine. Yeah. But there's like this level of like elite class, like who's willing to come to your shit. Kanye was just at like the creme de la creme of Fashion Week and had like all everybody's team there. Beyonce's team was there. Beyonce wasn't there because she's like, no. Uh Anna Winter's there. It's like he has this crowd. What I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just saying he <laughs> has it. Kid Rock hasn't done anything interesting ever, really, but Maybe since ball with the ball, the bang, the bang, but diggy, diggy. <laughs> he loves Donald. You yeah. know who? So he's there. So it's like, why are you all together? Like right. it especially makes Connie look dumb because it's like, if you were like doing a live with Ray J and being like, "Here's what we actually know about the sex tape," and Chris orchestrating everything, maybe that'd be one. It'd be insane, but I mean that would make <laughs> sense. But yeah. instead, you're at this like obscure red carpet for this lady that like, and it got no press. The only press I saw from it was the picture of Kanye on the red carpet. I don't know what yeah. this documentary is about. And it was like, and Natalie and I both have worked in PR. That was like a very ghetto. That's bad. I shouldn't say ghetto. I'll say it. ghetto. But a very. <laughs> mm, Raggedy. Questionable thing. step and repeat. Like it was very like. It was very low budget. Yeah. Um, it was like. Thrown together. Nice. Shout out to Candace though. I'm very happy she's finally got some type of glam squad on her side because she's come a long way. But she. Funny it's like it's coming a long way. Like she looks better. But it's just like. It's still not adding up. Exactly. If you saw the starting point. Yeah. It does like, look better. Somebody <laughs> in our, our like comments said like miss shirt it's like <laughs> i like literally screamed with laughter when she was like talking about this weird leaked audio of kim oh yeah we could talk about that or yeah something. that was stupid but she was like wearing this like clearly like some stylist gave her this shirt that had like a huge collar and like yeah. it was probably like gucci or something and someone was like miss shirt miss shirt yeah, that's <laughs> like when nini called uh was it marlo or cynthia okay glasses yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, Miss Sure. It's just um she she went on her show this week and like claimed she had some exclusive audio that Ray J's team had given her. It's an audio of Kim 
supposedly Kim. It doesn't sound like her. It sounds like more like Courtney or whatever. But the audio is, it's been on YouTube since 2010, first of all. And I think I've even heard it before that back in the day when we used to listen to radios and stuff like that. But it's, Candace thinks she just has all this tea and it's not tea. And we don't care. I feel for Ray J, don't get me wrong, because he's had to live this life where people kind of perceived him to be the bad guy in the tape situation. I feel for him. But do I care? Do I, am I genuinely interested in no, this? Honestly, no. no one thought he was the bad guy. Most people always so. Kim leaked it herself. Yeah. But he's under this impression that people think he's almost like, oh, he like abused her. No. Right. Uh, but it was, I always just think of, again, like this, and this is not to be like, oh, everybody needs to be like left or right or like the other side of the aisle is all bad. I just think the whole world is a garbage fire right now. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a particular faction of like, the Tucker Carlson red hat wearing world right now that we're unfortunately under the thumb of. And I always, I, I think I might have said this last week, but the Jada Essence Hall thing from Drag Race where she's like, look over there, confusion. Like, that's just what they do. It's like, they don't answer anything. And then it's like, well, look at that. And you're like, yeah. yeah. Okay. What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> and the, here is another example. A week later, same old, same shit. It's like, Oh, uh, did you know this voicemail? Like from 20 years ago, Kim said Whitney Houston was a crackhead. And you're like, okay. <laughs> right. Like, have you ever watched Mad TV? That whole like, show was calling Whitney a crackhead. It well, was actually and like, on Yeah, we don't like Kim that much either. Like, what is this proving? Like, and well, I, I think more so, not about liking started. Kim. It's not about liking Kim because I do like her, obviously, but it's more we don't have these high expectations. Like, I'm not going to be shocked to hear she called Whitney a crackhead. Like, yeah, that makes sense. She probably did. Like, it just doesn't matter. If if you really, again, we always say, like, we hate when people go to, like, the the slut shaming thing. Yeah, yeah. I made the sex tape. If you really want to get into the fact that this family, including Kim, use and abuse black men to their advantage, there are a bajillion examples just laying out in public sight like this random voicemail from like a million years ago acting like it's like groundbreaking it's like and she was like ray j's okay. team i got this from someone at ray j's i team. think everyone thinks most people except for like hardcore kim kardashian stands think that this family utilizes access to the black community via their relationships that's that's literally been the, the the story since the dawn of time. So who are you convincing here? You're not going to convince the stands. The general population is very tired of hearing about any of this. I was going to say, in her own <laughs> audience, the conservative audience, they really don't want to fucking hear about it. So she even started the episode by saying, you know, she got a lot of pushback on covering the Kardashians. She's like, ah, oh, this is the culture and society. And I've had, so that means her own audience is like, girl, what is this? Why are you bringing but this you to you know, us? like her audience is like so many people who are like, see, the liberal media <laughs> they just love the Kardashians. No, no, no. It's just, do you think the Daily Mail is liberal media? Like, it's the Daily Mail. Like, it's basically Us Weekly. It's it's not people, like, like journalism. It's like, yeah, maybe she did Hillary Clinton's <clears throat> podcast thing with her daughter or whatever. Whatever. We, none of it, no one is thinking like, oh, Kim Kardashian's in the right here. 
Well, first of all, except for her stance, <laughs> have you met Kim? She won't turn anything down lately. So, yeah. <laughs> whatever. She's getting sued by the SEC. She literally is on the fucking documentary about the Road Rules Real World Challenge. <laughs> That's how much she is available. Anything. She's Please. Like, I have a code of ethics. Don't so read don't into worry. anything she does. She'll don't do worry about the liberal agenda because Kim doesn't have an agenda. The agenda. She is- she is just whatever keeps people paying attention to her. What we should be paying attention to is Bethany Frankel fucking spiraling <laughs> on TikTok. I know it's like <clears throat> I root for Bethany all the time. And then she's we like, did. She got fucking nuts on us. Further. She got fucking crazy on us. Like, I don't know if, and t- like we talked about TikTok last week. Like, it's not kind to celebrities, especially if you try that Instagram bullshit with them. Like, if you're trying to curate and like, do all this cutesy stuff. The TikTok girls aren't here for it. And Bethany's sending like small influencers cease and desist. And she's just going crazy well, over there. To, like backtrack at one point with her weird like rant, latest rant. Yeah. Um, she's done several. She's like, oh, I guess I see more of it now. And it's like, okay. But I just think with all these people, and I think I, I want to give Bethany credit that I think she's had, she's had a lot of time to kind of like, get used to this world and like kind of have a strategy and she's generally kind of good at navigating it but it was I think in general when these people it's like gremlins that's why I used to with Kanye you throw a little water on them and they go nuts mm-hmm. it's like I think when she got attention for one of her original like dissections of the Kardashians and people gave her credit she was all of a sudden like I better double down on this no too much of a good thing yeah. like if one dose of cough medicine helps your cold, you don't need to take four the next day. <laughs> you know, it's like she's going crazy. Like she made the really just Kim got booed at the Chargers game the other day, which sports fans boo any and everybody. They don't give a shit. And Bethany just was like, yeah, because they want to see real role models. You really think at a baseball, a football game, they're like booing Kim because she's not a role model? Well, and <laughs> I think the whole, like, again, the whole thing about like, oh, we hate the Kardashians. There are so many people who have always hated the Kardashians and are just waiting, like chomping at the bit, including Los Angeles fans. Like, don't make it your personality. It's weird. <laughs> Natalie and I are both. Los Angeles fan haters because their sports fans are the same way. It's like you won't hear a peep. And then like they win one Lakers game and they're like, see, fuck you, Kobe, 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 Kobe. And you're like, okay, relax. Like, Jesus. <laughs> well, the Chargers lost that game and they've been doing quite poorly this season. So I'm very happy. But it's like, about I that. feel like those are the people who hate the Kardashians. Like, I fucking hate them too. Like, that's not my personality. Like it's Bethany, you've got to get a different personality. People can't be that like can't immediately be like oh my god, I hate the conditions. They're fake. Reality isn't real. Uh, sex tape. And you're like, all right. You're not wrong. But could we have a more nuanced conversation? Well, just recognize they're not here for to like uplift you and raise your fucking kids and be role also, models. Also, you know what? I think if I was in that stadium, which I wouldn't be, but if I was, <laughs> I would have booed because I thought her sunglasses are so ugly. <laughs> and I'm tired of her dressing like a sad, not even Incredibles. At least the Incredibles had some color, and there was some purpose with the color. As someone who's skied, you wear like the shit under your snow clothes so you stay warm. Hot chilies. It's like she put on hot chilies 
And then like a wrestling like leotard. leotard. Mm-hmm. It's like, please, Demna, stop the madness. Stop punishing us. This isn't fashion. It's not interesting. <gasps> It'd have been nice to see her throw on a jersey. Throw on a little Chargers t-shirt and call it a day. (laughs) With your with your your small child. I almost said children. And that's one of the things that I've always like. I married a Dodgers fan. Against me. Well, no, just kidding. Um, he's not from Southern California, so that's even more annoying. Yeah. But his family, he had family down there. So he like got into the Dodgers. Blah blah blah. Uh but that's one of the things I as someone who wasn't from Los Angeles, probably L.A., Dallas, and New York are the only franchises like this mm-hmm. where they have, and, and L.A. more than any of them, except for maybe New York's probably similar. But yeah, they have access to really famous celebrities, and their publicists work with them to, like, come to the game. So their games and their players and all that shit get way more attention than, like, your average sports team. And it's like they just show there. They come. It's it's org- organized. Like a publicist says, my client is going to a boxy at Rams game eleven, and you're gonna wave. <laughs> you know, it's always calculated, which isn't the worst thing in the world. That's We're how the Lakers became the greatest show. Da 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 da. They totally planted. We're just trying to promote it. I I mean, I worked in sports for five years, and like that's what you try to do is like make sure everyone feels excited. So, but it can be especially annoying with LA because it's it's so, happened so much and it's so every game it's somebody. Da, da, da. So the least Kim could have done was just like not look like a freaking idiot. Girl, People want for, to hate you all the time. Get comfortable. Just blend in. I think it's just get comfortable. Why don't you relax? Take a load off. Put on yeah. a t-shirt. Well, even when um Kanye took the kids to the Super Bowl with Antonio Brown, who's a hot garbage fire in and of himself. They're dressed insane. The kids look like they were miserable. The kids they look like they had around. on like Raiders jerseys. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, they're moving around. It's like, why? Like, just slap on. Like, when, at least when I worked in sports, if celebrities were there, you had to put the shirt on or the jersey or whatever like some intern would be running down and being like just toss this on and like warriors games are especially funny because you'll see these like guys in like business shirts with a and t-shirt it's like double, on which it. i hate i can't stand a jersey so over like stupid. a long sleeve fucking button so down stupid. and but it's like at least there's a reason you're there like that's why you're there. If you if if that's not why you're there, if you just want to be on TV, or in Kanye's case, you want to like be like, I have my kids. <laughs> like I thought it'd been cute if her and Saint had like matching jerseys. Yeah. Uh, just there's a plethora of ways that you can dress like to a the football game. <laughs> Otherwise, stay home. Like, why do you need to be dressed like in a, a Balenciaga Incredible at a Rams game? You don't need to do that. That's not what you would have worn to Whole Foods. So why are you wearing it at the Rams game? Like, it's just. I mean, she was dressed. She dresses down more when she's at a basketball game, for God's sakes. Like, it was it was a little bit much. They see it as an opportunity to show off whatever they're showing off. 
That's just she had a hot date afterwards. And that's why, like, somebody who is not an L.A. fan is like, this is why people judge L.A. sports and this is why you're booed because there's probably a lot of Rams fans that are, like, trying to fight that stereotype and you show up like a typical celebrity completely out of touch with reality. Shout out to Bethany. <laughs> that's what Bethany should say. Yeah, shout out to Bethany. Bethany, be well. Why is she going to the weird... Again, slut shamey kind of like, well, we need real role models. Kim Bugs is fucking like, it. You didn't need to say that. You should have just been like, they boon because their outfit's ugly. And then, like, page six posted about the allegedly Kim hiring more security for the Donda Academy. And here comes Bethany in the comments Stop feeding the beast. Like, this, you're feeding the beast, psycho. Part, part of it. Stop it feeding the like, beast. <laughs> I think, I, and I, we talked about this last week with Kanye's shit. You know, ran, people like Gigi Hadid, who ordinarily didn't like, speak up and say, don't do that. It's like it's, I think it's good when, like, people kind of, like, across the different spectrums of, like, public awareness say, hey, sometimes when they're doing weird shit. But, like, getting on your high horse and acting like you're, like, more righteous. And then kind of, like, yeah, there was, like, a weird shamey aspect to it. It's just, it's not necessary. It really isn't because, Bethany, yes, you had, like, skinny girl, blah, 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 which is actually a really problematic title for a company. But also, it had fake sugar in it, and I couldn't even drink it, girl. But also, you came to us the same avenue as the Kardashians. So what is... what is the issue? <laughs> like Housewives what? of New York has a bunch of role models. I'll tell you what. Speaking of J.P. Morgan Chase, shout Ooh. out to Sonia. Sonia Morgan. The New York Housewives, all the Housewives have a severe ego issue. That's like, this is the whole reason they made this show. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, they live outside of the real world. And they have these connected kind of like elite groups or whatever. Real Housewives these days are is a little bit different. But at the beginning, that was kind of like the point. New York, they all just like think that they are so like classy and like sophisticated because they're from New York and da 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 da. And it's just like- They're actually the worst. It's in another (laughs) level. I'm like, you guys are all the same. You're all fame obsessed. You're all, am I entertained? Absolutely. Oh, 100%. Oh, fucking love Sonia. Love Dorinda. They're like the first housewives I've ever heard to say to each other, well, you went to the press. Yeah. It was in the press. I always talked about that. Yes. And like freaking Brian was married to like a Duke or whatever. It's just like yeah. New York cares so much about status from like an old world way where it was like Rockefeller. Like, well, not and not oh. to mention Bethany's part of that world. She's from old money. Yeah. You are from Straight old up. money. Straight up. And I appreciate that she is a housewife that actually had money and was a housewife, which apparently was the criteria compared to like some of the ways now they'll just pick somebody. But I'm like, that's not a good thing. <laughs> like to be from old money in New York, like your family probably owned slaves. Like you probably had a factory that children worked in. Like, okay. That- Your whole like vibe doesn't work because we know you're not only you're from old money, you're rich on your own too. So this whole like this is a scam, don't pay this much money for it, or like I'm not paying yeah. for this. <laughs> it's very like unauthentic. 
I liked her, one of her first critiques, just solely from the standpoint of, I think it's okay, especially in the reality TV world, to be honest and say what you think about something. Because they all are either like hating each other or loving each other. And you're kind of like, well, it's somewhere in between. So it felt like just like an honest review. But then it turned into like, okay, if you're a hater and you have like some weird vendetta, that's not really helping anyone's cause. Right. First of all, you're reviewing Kylie Cosmetics like any yeah. of us are I don't really buying think anyone it. anyone is buying it. Yeah. <laughs> Certainly no one in her age bracket. That's we not all right. Shady, but like real adults aren't buying Kylie Cosmetics. Sorry. Um, I have that someplace. Do you want to talk to the episode? Well, you bought it because it was Chris. That's different. Yeah. Like, and that was like two years ago. Yeah, it wasn't like you were like, I've got to have this because I'm going to this event. And, single, then- and I think it was still COVID. Or yeah. maybe, no, I don't. It wasn't COVID yet. But I was single. I just moved back to my parents. And I was like. And it was Chris Jenner. Like, it wasn't just a random, like, yeah. you weren't like buying her birthday collection. Yeah, there was a novelty to it. For, exactly. Like, the first year. And then it very quickly wore off. You weren't being serious. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's review this episode, dear God. Jesus. Jesus. Um, so this scene. A, I don't believe it. B, it's to me, it's an attempt because the show is so bad to make sound bites or hoping stuff will go viral. So Kim gets back from Italy. I don't know where they are. Another thing Hulu does that pisses me off. Sometimes you just have no idea where they are. I don't know where they were. They were somebody's house as usual. And MJ and Chloe and Chris were there. And she launches Kim into this story about, oh my God, me and Pete were at the Beverly Hills Hotel by a fireplace and we had sex in your honor MJ because I remember you saying you haven't lived till you had sex by a fireplace and MJ thought she had sex in the lobby <laughs> MJ was probably like I would have been more interested in this stupid ass fake story if you did have sex in the lobby the lobby no um, I feel like MJ probably did some weird freaky shit she might be an exhibitionist oh 100% like, oh so you just had sex in your room she raised she raised Chris and raised Kent she she knows what she's doing um I felt like the story was not true a but b also it's just not what we want to hear we don't want to hear you I and just Pete. feel like they're begging for scraps with this yeah show like I feel like E because they had a long-standing relationship was willing to just like constantly film mm-hmm. so if something went awry they would have replaced the storyline mm-hmm. but Hulu's like uh we got other shit going on <laughs> so they already filmed all this stuff with Pete and it was supposed to be this like yeah. other thing that became a big thing so they're just like plugging it in there and it's like well he hasn't been on camera yet we saw- we already know you guys broke up and also we thought it's like to begin with and also we don't care so it just feels like they're just like playing it. And again, the, the fact that they doubled down on this documentary shit, it's like if it was an actual documentary, uh-huh. would have said like, like screen would have been like, uh, Jan- January 25th, MJ's house. Right. No dates. We're getting no type of dates. Also, too. It's the hills. It's literally the hills. It's the hills because it's just it's all that. It's very lazy now because she's like, yeah, fuck Pete by fireplace, grandma. Ring, ring, ring. Oh, my God, it's Pete. Can you believe this? 
It's like, oh, goodness gracious. Well, like, I love The Hills, but The Hills never told me it was a documentary. <laughs> like, The Hills, Laguna Beach was scripted. Mm-hmm. The Hills was like one step between a scripted drama and a reality TV show. Yeah. And we all knew it. Yeah. And that was fine. Yeah. But you guys insisted that this was a different format and it's documentary and we're so vulnerable. <laughs> and MJ's like, just leave me in San Diego to die. Please stop bringing me up for these things. Yeah, it was it was really bad. And on top of, we didn't even get to how weird it is that you tell your grandma that you were well, fucking near fireplace in her honor. And I'm like, oh, this is just that. I think what was annoying is like earlier in the show, like tenure. They would be like way overly, yeah, overshare with sex stuff, which was fun. It was like clever then. Now we don't care. Like you guys are so calculated. We don't care. Kim, Natalie, and I both confided this to each other. Kim feels very asexual. Like I, yeah. I can't imagine her being like focused enough <laughs> on another person to like receive him. Well, and to receive pleasure. Like, she just yeah. seems so uptight that she cannot let herself relax yeah. and feel I good. Ray J tape. Uh, but also, it just felt forced. Like, yeah. oh, back in the day, like, they were at some, like, table with some producers and were like, well, back in the day, people thought it was, like, fun when we talked about sex. So, like, what if I do this? And yeah. it was with Pete Davidson. And this. Again, to me, going back to, I think Kim's very asexual. She talks like a virgin, like someone who's never and fucked a day in her in life. Front of the fireplace. We're just talking and, and talking. Like, and then I thought, yeah. I, I want to have sex. So then he took his dick out, put on a condom, and like fucked me. If you wanted to convince us so bad, I'm like, you're not even, we barely thought you were dating him. Right. Now we already know you actually weren't dating actually, him. Actually, you've spent no time with this man. And, um, and now you aren't dating him, <laughs> and now he's calling you. This this man is an actor. He probably got a hefty check from Jenner Communications. And look, I still maintain. I don't know if they did, but I at least hope that they were boning because I think Kim saw it as an opportunity to reframe after the divorce stuff. Just kind of like redirect. And she wanted to seem like sexy, young, youthful, whatever. I don't think it was the right choice, whatever. I hope they at least had sex a few times. But did they have chemistry? I don't know. No. I hope they did. The way Kim talks, I'm like, I don't know if you guys, I mean, we're in Rite Aid. And I was like, oh, my God, Rite Aid makes me so horny. Like, it's at the same tone. Like, we were in the Beverly. I wish somebody would have been like, why were you at the Beverly Hills Hotel? Like, why were you guys staying there? Don't you each have? Like, we, <laughs> I we, got so nosy. We were talking like all night. All night. And then I was like, my grandma. It was just, it just all a bit. And to your point, I think Kim is so calculated now of trying to get either one, something that people are pissed off about. Two, something that's like sound bitey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're still talking about fucking Pete Davidson because you're probably contractually obligated to. Yeah. It's like, I was not enthused. And I love MJ. I think MJ has seen some shit. I would love a memoir or, like, a background of MJ's life. Because I feel like she's done some weird shit. Well, what I saw on YouTube, yeah, like, 
Like I don't he, think a goddamn thing out of Kim's mouth. So left a husband. She's got a lot of stuff going on. You find on YouTube. MJ's but. wild. MJ, if I had seen on camera MJ being like, you should have wild ass sex now that you're divorced. Like, do whatever, date this, da da da. Great. She's given them so much advice. She's the one who told Chloe, date an accountant or whatever. And then yeah. she did Tristan some more. Yeah. It's like, you don't listen to MJ. So why would I believe out of nowhere you're like, let's fuck in front of her fire? You know what? MJ said she came so hard with Grandpa Jack in front of the fireplace. I had to try it. Like, what? Um, Obviously, this was the continuation of the space storyline that should have fucking died. Which, again, they also (laughs) probably made some stupid-ass deal with Jeff Bezos. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it went awry. So it was a whole storyline. It's like, why? Like, all those pictures that got taken when they were, like, leaving dinner with the Bezos staged. Like, it was supposed to be this whole thing that didn't pan out for whatever reasons we may or may not ever find out. But. Right. So we don't need to go into, like. Yeah. Freaky that. Like, Andre and- is a freaky bee. We don't know who she's been boning for the last 20 years. Since Grandpa Jack died. But she's still willing to talk about fun stuff that she does. It's like, she's not like, oh, this rich executive person or, like, this actor or whatever. She doesn't reveal names. Like, she's living her best life in San Diego. So just either give her more credit or leave her alone. Um, Also, we don't need... Can we just... How do I want to say this? I feel like for me, when Kim said she wanted to show Pete Armageddon because it's a love story, I wanted to say, I feel like the only thing you know about Armageddon is the I don't want to miss a thing music video. (laughs) You know what's funny? I think you think it's a love song because of that, or love movie because of that, and it is not. (laughs) You know what's funny? I think Kim is too old for Armageddon, and Pete is too young. Like, oh, yeah. neither of them are in the right bracket. But Kim loves to be so fucking annoying about being relatable now. When was and, I like, remember? basic and generic. It's like, Kim is, what, 41, 42? Yeah. I think she'll be 43 this end of this month or something like that. Uh, I'm 35. Armageddon came out. I was, I think I was seventh grade. 1998. Yeah. So I think he might have been in high school, if not maybe college. Yeah. Like it was really not probably hitting the same way it was for seventh graders who were like, (laughs) I'm in love with Jordan with braces. Like, you know, meanwhile, Pete is a a newborn at that time. So, yeah, he's like, uh, because I can't do math, he's like four. Four or five when that and came look, out. And look, we all like movies that are not from the same generation, but it's just it's just an example of Kim like chameleon. It's just like she'll take whatever and like put it on as like a costume. Like, oh, I think millennials like Armageddon. So like I'm gonna pretend that I like Armageddon and then <laughs> I'm gonna be like, Pete, I'm a lo- I'm older than you, I'm a cougar, and I'm still so fucking hot that a younger person wants to have sex with me. Let's watch this movie that millennials liked. Oh my Near god, the fire look at me, look at me, look at me. Having sex by the fireplace while watching Armageddon. I mean, goals. And she's like, date night. 
please let me go back to my retirement home. I have He's like, I'm fucking and I'm sick of you people. She's like, it's time for my meds and my nap. Yeah. I'm going to bone down Gerald from next door. And then I'm going to take my, my Xanax and I'm going to sleepy time. Bye. Period. It probably has like a glass of wine or like a martini. I'm trying to figure out what to talk about next. Oh, okay. So the next thing or whatever, whatever happened in this thing we call episode five, <laughs> the family friend five, the family pass around of like, come with me and do these things. Uh, him and Kendall met up for lunch to talk about flipping houses. Cause now that's new Kendall, Kendall's new passion. She gets creative freedom. She loves, she obsesses over interior. Like sometimes I walk into houses and I'm like, it's so ugly. And I like, I just <laughs> whose houses are you just walking into? And being like, this is ugly. No, it's not real. You're positioning yourself to get your own home improvement show. Please stop. I uh, apparently is obsessed with lighting, and that's where they'll clash. Um, she, I guess, Fi does design and worked on eight one eight. There was a lot of 818 references. Uh, no, you didn't work on 818 design, Fi, because it was directly ripped off from a variant that already exists that uses the same agave farm that 818 does. So, yeah, 818, the same 818 <laughs> that's literally in a lawsuit right now about yeah. copyright infringement. <sighs> I did design. As a designer, I'm offended. Uh, <laughs> I will say... I was very grateful for the return of Scott because I think Oh, Scott, that was a nice surprise. Yeah. I think Scott and Chris both cut from the same cloth as all these crazy people willing to do whatever for a check. But they can at least provide us believable entertainment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Scott has had to be the like shitty fuck up person for like 10 seasons. I mean, he was a shitty fuck up person. But then they drug out the thing with, like, getting back with Courtney. And he's always, like, sad. <laughs> I was actually, like, pleasantly, not surprised, but, like, I pleasantly, like, okay with his little segment. Because, like, when he was describing, like, the process, I believed him. Uh -huh. Did they tell him what to say? I don't know. <laughs> like, he sounded genuine in, like, telling Kendall, like, these are some things you should look into. Like, this is kind of how the process works. It was refreshing. Yeah. Because the rest of them are so bad at even just, like, forming a sentence that doesn't feel, like, completely, like, calculated. Right. And as much as I'm not the biggest fan of Scott, only because of how he's, like, treated Courtney and he's, like, terrorized yeah. her. <laughs> that's really it. But he has a personality. Yeah. And that's something. He's like Chris. It's yeah. like We know they have personality. He's the mastermind of this whole fucking family. And that he he gave like a jolt of energy to the show. Like even for that little bit, you kind of piped up and was like, oh, thank God. The comic yeah. relief is it's here. Just, it's just like a naturalness to it. Exactly. Again, it's not that I believe you, but I believe you. <laughs> I know that you're just good at like being believable. Yeah. But it's well. And then I told Natalie. Uh, the DeMello or DeMellos or however you call them show started like right after so I watched mm. it for a little bit and one of them is like dating Landon Barker which is an interesting crossover hmm. it was the most boring thing I'd ever fucking <laughs> it was like if you took Kendall 
and Kylie sedated them and then let them be in charge of the whole show. <laughs> like they were talking so slow and quiet and it was so boring. The stuff that they were talking about, it was so weird. I was like, I must be old because I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And they're like one of them and the mom is like on Dancing with the Stars right now. Like, and apparently they have all these followers. I was just like, I feel so old because what? <laughs> Who? When? Where? Yeah, that's not for us. That's for like the Landons. I'll even get on down. Addison, I'll give Addison Ray credit because she at least seemed like vibrant and like interesting. Her family's like all over the goddamn place. But yeah, so shout out to not saying we're love Scott, but yeah, just if yeah. this family could learn how to just genuinely deliver a line. And he obviously had the line of, so would you ever go to space? Like, I'm like, oh, oh, Scott, <laughs> you don't care about space. So they talked about space, too. He gave it to us in a more endearing and interesting way oh. than fucking Kim being like, so I had sex on the fireplace, Nana. I love you. <laughs> it's like, okay, no, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> um. Chris had, or no, no, let me, I'm jumping ahead. Let's go to Chris and Martha Stewart. Another just, okay, whatever scene. She invited Martha Stewart over because apparently Martha raises peacocks on her farm and she wants to surprise Chloe with a peacock for a housewarming gift. Again, it's going to be so much more interesting when they, right. And it wasn't, it was totally, that story's totally made up, but we, we, we love Chris for that. Like, thank you for giving us something. We all had these like theories floating around that, because of the weed last week. Yeah, going to the dispensary. to Martha about, like, getting into the weed business. Because she partners with Snoop all the time. No. <laughs> she just talked about getting old and getting a hip transplant. And Martha's like, yeah, I had one of those. She's like, I had one of those 15 fucking years ago. Like, Piece of cake. Martha just doesn't give it. a single iota of a fuck. Oh, my God. I this lo- family doesn't know how to relate to that. They can't ever like be on the same plane the mar and martha gave such a less a fuck when she asked chloe i don't she said i don't keep up with that stuff are you married <laughs> i was so annoyed too and chloe's like well i had a, a boyfriend but he had a baby with another woman so that's done i was like um you better tell martha that this man cheated on you 50 11 times yeah this isn't the first time either martha shut up <laughs> Well, I love when she's like, I just recently broke up with my daughter's father. Yeah. Uh, your baby Wait. daddy. <laughs> don't, fool Mar- don't fool Martha like my that. Also, daughter's father. Martha, to her credit, like Scott and Chris, Martha knows how to just play along. She exactly. She's like, don't tell us that. Well, I don't keep up with those things, darling. Are you married? Like, oh, if you get someone else pregnant, that's bad. But if you just sleep with them and don't get them pregnant because you, you use contraceptives, that's fine. Martha didn't give a shit. She just kept eating going like, oh, okay, I see. Anyways, <laughs> let me my contract up. Well, no reaction. <laughs> we talked about this a while ago with the Tristan of it all. I just think it's like this really gross, like woman hating thing that this family has obviously displayed before but it was only bad suddenly when there was a baby that was conceived which i get is far more conceived or conceived far more serious and can be proved easier 
But I'm like, it's like suddenly like having a baby with him would be less than because some other lady got to have a baby with him. And it's like, well, first of all, bitch, he already had a baby with someone else uh, before you met him. And it just, it, so I, I just keep going back to this and watching this scene with Martha. It felt like it kept going back to this woman who had a baby. Like it was her problem. I'm like, Tristan embarrassed you a thousand fucking times. But it's like, oh, because this other woman got to have what you wanted. Now you'll stand your ground. Like, that's weird. And it's just, it's depressing. Like, a baby can happen when you have sex anytime. Anytime. And it's cheated on you 500 times. So, like, it felt like you're almost punishing this woman. And it was the same with Jordan. Like, they, the first thing she said was, like, you destroyed my family. Like, he destroyed your family. <laughs> he was the one who probably told, what's your toes? I don't want to wear a condom, even when I just proposed to Chloe. It's like, I don't know. When it got brought up, it brought up a lot of feelings. I just, I really <laughs> don't like, I really don't like that the straw that broke the camel's back with Tristan was that. Another mm-hmm. woman got to have a son like Chloe wanted, and it was just kind of fun. Finally, like it's icky now. I don't like it. It's like what? He could have like five hundred other children you don't even know about. Oh yeah, he probably does at least one or two that hasn't come forward. Yeah, I don't. Know. I don't like it. So they just took pictures and did the lunch, and that was over. This. The, I, mean, don't I, don't even, I don't even explain the peacock situation to you. Really quickly, they went to Peacock Farm, figured out it wasn't for them. They never got a peacock. I I didn't have a peacock. There was a peacock (laughs) that showed up in my yard. And Chloe, or True doesn't like dogs. And Chris is like, well, okay. We can go. We'll pick up the poop. And then they're like, (laughs) bye. Yeah, it was the the peacock story died very quickly, just like the space story died. We know that he could not go. Probably something where they were hoping they could like pull strings together and have it be considering again. Considering last week was the CBD thing, maybe originally it was supposed to be she was going to do a CBD tie-in with Martha, but the deal wasn't ready in time or something. So they're like peacocks. Yeah, it was just it's very. It's very strange. It's It was weird that Chris kind of surprised Martha with Chloe. That was weird, too. I'm like, why is Martha yeah, a surprise? Isn't Martha it about the peacock? Like, oh, <laughs> you're coming over for lunch? Or, like, you want to talk about weed? And then Chloe's <laughs> here, and she's like, why do I want a peacock? And Martha's like, why are you here? Like, Yeah, it felt weird. It was just a very weird situation. Whatever. No peacock. Um, we'll talk about... Kim some comments last, but really quickly, Chris decided to get hip surgery anyway. Um, so the variety photo shoot thing aired, and okay. basically those comments came up. And by the way, Kim said, I now understand why Kim thinks her words were taken out of context because she really, really believes it was, even though it was a clear it was a clear question. Like about business, and, and then you clearly answer, answered. She said, "I have the best advice for women." Yeah, she did not respond, and they clipped it up. She said, "Exactly, I have the best advice for women." And she didn't just say work hard. She said, yeah. "Get 
off your fucking ass and work. Yeah, and everyone in the background's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm girl, yes. Girl yes. Preach. Girl boss. Yes, girl boss. Girl boss. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's not context, bitch. That's, but I, after watching her talk, first of all, it's either delusion or gaslighting. Because I couldn't tell which is it, which the way the whole family was like, yeah, you're being you're so misunderstood. You're so, you're so misunderstood. And I'm like, Ugh. that was like uh, Chris again. Yeah. yeah. Get her. Like, I mean, well, on the phone, she's like, you did anything wrong. You just said how you felt. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I just hate that my words are misunderstood. <laughs> it would have been fun if she just said, like, I realized I, I said it in a way that could be misunderstood. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I was just coming from a perspective of people ask me for advice, but they don't want to put in the work. Something like that. Something no, like, like that. I just hate about my words are misconstrued. And everyone's like, no, you the- weren't understood. Like, she was the victim. I was like, she literally voluntarily <laughs> said, I have the best advice for women, not women who ask me, how do you break through? Exactly. How do you do just women. And not in a even remotely docile way, like, work hard. Get your fucking ass <laughs> up and work. Screaming at us. And then just stared at the camera smiling while all your family was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was just, like, Chloe. Girl boss, gaslight, terrible behavior. And then Chloe was saying in her confessional, like, anything she would say, she would got crucified, blah, blah, blah. But then at the end goes, right message, wrong messenger. So I'm like, so you get it, but you don't get it. Because you're, she's right, right message, wrong messenger, but also, like, nobody is attacking you for nothing. Like, it came across it, it aggressive. Was right this was not clips. It was yeah. Not, and, yes, you are very much not the right messenger. Yeah. But if she, if she had taken two seconds of media training from people who aren't on her payroll and live up her asshole, could have said, hey, look, I come from a place of privilege. I have had a lot of opportunities afforded to me in my life. And a lot of women come to me and ask for advice. And I think one of the hardest things when doing your own business is there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. Right. Just say so something obvious offer, and very smart. If way. I could offer advice, make sure you're ready to put in a lot of work because it's going to be hard. Right, right, right. Not make it seem like. How hard is that? Yeah. And I think, too, another thing, the gaslighting herself, each other, is when she then kind of, she agrees she should, I don't, she didn't agree she shouldn't have said that. She said she wasn't talking about all women. I don't know which women she's talking about. And she did say she was sorry. But then she goes back to then saying, and people don't know the work that's gone into it. Like when Caitlin and Chris had to sell their house. Just in their shoulder where it's like, I'm like, oh, people never think we work hard enough. Yes, you maybe do work hard in the version of work that you think that you do. Yeah. But you started on third base while everyone else is starting in the batter's box. To you, work is making a photo shoot for products nobody wants. And you just yelled at people. You didn't politely say, like, be ready to work hard. You yelled at people. Yeah. Get up off your fucking ass and work. 
And then it's like, and then I saw Chris get this age, you know, the license and I saw her working really hard. Okay. What does that mean? Just be and, work hard. Just be like, just be ready to work hard for your dream. And then People will push you down and you got to push, push back and keep going. Work hard. Work hard then, isn't going to piss anyone off. And you said, wait a minute, bitch. Um, I know you just asked this question, but like, I have the best advice. Can I share it? Get up off your fucking ass and work. No one wants to work these days. It was just crazy. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Chloe was like, at the lunch, Kendall and Chloe were like, yeah, you're right. And then it gets worse in Kim's confessional. And she's like, um, I had to work really hard, even though I had a reality show, I had to be work really hard to be taken seriously. And because I had a reality show, because I had a sex tape, and I'm like, to Kathleen's point she just made, that's a different type of work. Yeah. <laughs> that is not and work. No that's one's persistence. accusing them of not working hard. It's just... It's a different type of work. It's a different type of work. An addiction to being seen and be seen. You also have an addiction to making money at the maximum rate possible. There's other people who are working hard because if they don't, they will not be able to pay rent on their apartment and their kids will be homeless. So yeah, again, to Courtney's part, not the right messenger. But I think that's like a small like takeaway from that critique is it's like it's not just that like people don't like rich people telling them to work hard but she didn't say work hard she really took it to another level and then and then she also started at a place that was farther along than a lot of people it's just she could have offered a lot of really great advice knowing that she's a hustler just say stick to it people will tell you no keep working like yeah. keep going. That's what I'm saying. You're talking about persistence, but you said work hard does not translate to everyone. And but now you had six months to like explain it on your TV show that's perfectly edited, and you still sounded like an and asshole. it still doesn't. You're still not taking accountability. Still but I will always like an asshole. But when I first heard her say it, to be very honest, I literally thought she was talking about just Kylie and Kendall. Like, you know, when people are mad at somebody and yeah. they're like, well, people need to stop lying. You're like, yeah. who's people? I really felt like, oh, this is about Kendall and yeah. Kylie because where the fuck are they? And maybe a dash of Courtney, but definitely well, that's what I thought. I I think that too. I also thought, you know, along the same lines of, you know, Kanye getting these like sound bites from conservatives of this like, Oh, it's post-COVID. Nobody wants to work anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, it sounded like such a regurgitated soundbite where she's like, nobody wants to work anymore. It gave Boomer, for sure. Yeah, it gave very much this person who's (laughs) extremely out of touch. You worked for your dad. Then you worked for Paris Hilton. And again, even if even if it was great that you were working and your dad was like, well, I won't buy you a Porsche unless you sell a couple handbags. You never had to worry because you had all the things provided for you. So you were, you were already on second base, third base when other people weren't. And I think that's why people would be more perceptive of hearing that. Maybe hearing that from Chris, like if Chris were to be like, I have the best advice, get off your fucking ass and work. We'd be like, all right, the bitch knows what she's talking yeah. about. That Chris, makes sense. <laughs> been through some shit. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that makes Damn, a whole lot of sense, so. Chris. But again, like, 
who are you speaking to of like, you're not trying hard enough? Like you're not talking to the girl boss, girl energy, blah, 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 people who are looking to you for advice. When you say that you're like insinuating that like the average person who's not able to make ends meet is just sitting there like tootling their thumbs. Like no girl boss is sitting on their fucking ass and not working. They're like begging me to buy Air Arbonne and like some leggings. I'm like, no, please stop. I don't want them. You know? <laughs> it's like the message is not, I work in marketing. You have to know the message for the right audience and like deliver the audience the message that they need at the right place at the right time. None of it made any sense. You just basically sounded insane. I don't know if the next episode, if we're going to, if it's going to keep going, because we didn't really get, I think the last we heard is she might sleep on it before she submits a statement, which I don't think she ever did. I think she brought it up in like an interview, but either way, I don't, I don't, not, I don't care. It mostly <laughs> comes across as they have always and probably will always have a chip in their shoulder mm-hmm. that they need to prove their worth. Yeah. And Kanye does the same thing with the fashion world and like all so many celebrities have this just weird obsession. It's like, you don't need to prove that. Yeah. Like, there's plenty of celebrities where like, like, for example, I always bring this up. Gwyneth Paltrow. She knew her parents were actors. She knew she got handed her life on a silver platter. She's not trying begging you to think she's normal or relatable. It's like, she just sells expensive vagina scented candles. Let her do that. Fine. Like, whatever. You know? And Jessica Simpson, like, makes her shoes, makes a bunch of money, writes her book. Like, stay in your lane. It's like this family has this weird obsession with proving they work hard. And it's like, it's it's the same way Chloe has a very unhealthy obsession with seeming the nice one and the forgiving one. It's like, is that healthy or even necessary? Neither. It's like... No one's worried about you working hard. I actually don't want anyone to work hard. I would. I like the stories when people say it was very easy. Like, yeah. who the fuck wants to work hard? Give me an easy situation where yeah. I can make or the like, most money. Mariah Carey is a great example. Like, she always, she gave this interview where she talked about how she goes way over the top with Christmas now because when she was young, she was really poor, and they couldn't really like go all out on Christmas. And she was like, "Yeah." I, I I way overdo it. I totally know that. But she's like, I just, uh, I feel like it. And I want my kids to have these like extravagant Christmases. Because I can. Fuck you. Yeah. I can. So we'll see if next week Kim like tries to defend herself more against the comments that, um, you know, we don't care. I don't care that you think women should work. It, it does not bother me. But um, let's do some tire mail. Oh, I was trying to Damn think like, Did we forget anything And they keep kind of dropping Before we do tire mail Sorry. I noticed they keep kind of dropping Courtney wedding hints in conversation yes. Are you emotional because of Courtney's wedding So it's like Oh is that what's coming up here next Like no we don't care uh, The wedding of the woman who will not film with you guys <laughs> It will be interesting to see Because Courtney said earlier that they'd already started filming a season three i know i was like what the fuck can that possibly be about but blink 182 just announced their reunion tour Mm -hmm. which i actually think is a big deal 
as a millennial. <laughs> uh, so I think this will, this is going to be a big deal. I almost wonder if Courtney and Travis, now that they kind of have the upper hand, mm-hmm. position a spinoff. Mm-hmm. Like Courtney and Travis on tour or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where she doesn't have to deal with any of their shit. But still gets paid. It's like 10% or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. I I think Travis is savvy. He'll always go for it. That kind of stuff. Uh, He likes the attention. It does not bother him to have a camera in his face. He is totally like, all right, whatever. I'll sign him for that. Uh, But also, too, uh, I think we we even talked about this, though, season one, last season, that we would rather watch a Courtney and... Travis spinoff. Yeah, he's already done a reality show. Delicious. With Michelle and or what's her name? Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. No, I don't think the audience landed. But the people who like the Kardashians, aka us millennials, Blink 182 was like the holy grail. And the fact that they they're not only touring again, they got Tom to come back. Like it's a fairly decent like moment in pop culture and the fact that Courtney is involved you know Chris's wheels are turning and to tell Courtney like you don't have to do anything but just like go on a tour bus and like make out with Travis she would like lose her shit so that's my theory I mean that'd be more interesting what's going on now like to your point though would Courtney even be interested in doing that she might be like yeah no but maybe being with Travis and just filming with him, she'll be more comfortable. I don't know. I'm just hoping well, anyone is listening that can make that Cabana. happen. <laughs> yeah. She did all the Dolce Cabana for the wedding. She's been like willingly doing this show. Kind of. capacity. <laughs> uh, but that's what I'm saying. Her, if it's just Travis. Her, like vitamin thing. But that's what I'm saying. I think Travis could be the one to be like, oh, I've made not just their the reality show he had with Shayna, but just in general, he's always like willing to do interviews, doing ba- behind the scenes, concert tours. Blah, blah, blah. He is like always down for that shit. Mm-hmm. And so, and like I said, I think it could be bias as a millennial, but the Blink-182 like tour thing is like a big deal. So it is. The tickets think, are fucking expensive. And I was they like, sold out already. And like, like, who the yeah. fuck is paying this? <laughs> So I think he could probably convince Courtney and, you know, Chris will be in her ear like, oh, just have fun with, have fun with Travis. Bring the kids with you in lifetime memory you could never replace. <laughs> Courtney, you'll have these memories forever and your kids can look back on it. Oh, please sign, sign Courtney. Yeah. So this male is called God Bless Chris. Hey, girls, can anyone explain to me why Chris is pretending to be super nervous about having this big surgery of a hip replacement? A normal person, I can understand, but this woman has had 10 facelifts and about 12 boob jobs. She is probably more familiar with anesthesia than the actual doctor putting her under is. Even poor Martha Stewart wasn't buying it. But look, at least Chris is trying to give us something. So I appreciate that. I'm praying to the ghost of Robert Kardashian that Chris wins an Emmy before Kim. Let's be real. Kim would have Chris whacked or it would end in a murder-suicide. Love yours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Chris put up. I mean, Kim put up with her getting the Chanel bag. She will not put up with her having a star I do, first. I, yeah, I think it is very much them trying to have relatable content. Yeah. I'm 35. I'd get a hip replacement if someone like told me to like (laughs) I could afford it. Like 
the the storyline of like I won't be able to be there for my grandkids. It's like no, you guys have every resource of medical science available at your fingertips. So save it, girlfriend. Yeah, when um she was getting the anesthesia and she was acting nervous a little bit until like oh this is the best part. And then Kim, <laughs> did you hear Kim said you're not doing anything to your face, so you're fine. Anything neck down, you got. And I was like, if, like if you're getting stomach surgery or heart surgery. Hip replacements are extremely common. I'm not <laughs> saying surgery is not scary because I don't like going under either. But like people get hip replacements. It's just a thing. They're just Even trying to. was like, yeah, I've had one. Big deal. I, I have a 15 years ago. <laughs> but I think it's to your point and to the writer's point and a part we make, I think every week, she's trying to give the drama like the, oh, I'm going under. And like to the point where she let them film some of the surgery like they thought oh maybe they'll add to this dramatic effect no one in this (laughs) fucking family will do the work that needs to be done but i'll fucking do it put the camera (laughs) in my fucking stomach i don't care someone around here has to do the work someone's got to provide content content what if her hip was fine and she's like i'll get hip surgery you don't need it i'll get hip surgery it's fine (laughs) okay uh i was thinking about this the whole time i was watching it because she's so annoying and dramatic. Our neighbor across the street, he's like in his 80s. Him and his wife like owned a Mexican restaurant for here, in here forever, and they sold it, made a ton of money, have a lot of grandkids. They have a house here and then a house down by Sacramento, just like living their good life. They're, like I said, they're in their 80s. And his hips started bothering him, but he had the money. So he's like, Yeah, I got both my hips replaced. I'm old. I don't know how much longer, like, I'll last, but, like, why wouldn't I? Like, I have the money. Might as well. Got both his hips replaced. Living the good life. Like, it was, like, a no-brainer to him. He's like, yeah, if I can afford it, why wouldn't I? I thought it was funny, too, that Chris thought while she was under, she wished she could get her boobs done. So we went from, like, panicked about the hip, and then it's like, but, you know. Exactly. I would get a breast lift, though, since I'm, and that was Kim's question. Another, like, really creepy question. Well, is there anything else you want to get done while yeah. you're? I'm like, she's getting a hip I think replacement. They all think that. I mean, they say more, say more behind the camera, but I think they all think that constantly. It's like, well, I'm gonna have to be at a camera for like a day or two, or I'm gonna have to wear some bandages. So, like, what can we? How can we like uh, maximize impact here? Like, what else could we do? Uh, right. I'm thinking like, and what was my grandparents? Both my grandparents got their hips replaced. Like everybody get. Like I said, I would get a hip replaced tomorrow if someone told me to and I had the money. I'm just trying to figure out how you would get a hip replacement and cosmetic surgery. Like with the other doctor coming and just like work at the top while the hip is getting replaced. I think Jennifer Aniston did this, but this used to be like a lot more popular back in the day. Where people would get nose jobs and they would say it was because they had a deviated septum. Mm -hmm. It's like old school Hollywood just feels like they always have to have an excuse for everything. Yeah, yeah. And so if they're like, well, I got my hip replaced. While I was sedated, uh, I got new rack. Yeah. Like, who cares? Just do what you <laughs> want to do. Like, Jesus. So, so I was already under, and it's ex- anesthesia is expensive. I was like, like, ah, fuck it. Let me just. MJ is like <laughs> 95 years old and so like boning dudes. Why are you worried that you're not going to be able to spend time with your grandkids? Your mom is like out here in the streets doing whatever the hell she wants, and she's like a frail skeleton. Like, you're fine. They're going to put Chris on ice. 
let's do Chris's weed theory. And it's so funny that all the mail is about Chris, of course. Who the fuck else would it be about? (laughs) Holy fuck. I figured out the Chris weed approach. This is she wrote this before seeing the episode. So please let her let her speak. May I just start off by saying I'm very high right now. So here is my theory. So let me just say, we all know Martha Stewart's relationship with Soup Dog, right? It is very playful, goofy, super fun to watch. We all love Martha and Snoop. Chris is going to collab with Martha and Snoop, and they are going to come out with a weed brand for women of the grandmother stage of life. They will have like granny bongs and weed cookie dough kits, blah, 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 smoking and weed accessories, you name it. Let me know if you guys think of this we should start kardashian bingo game with predictions for the future of kardashian stuff love you guys forever love sarah from the east coast if we had a drinking game it would be how many times these people say narrative on this show <laughs> like the, what was the name of it? it was like we're built for this or we're something. built for this oh gross and then kendall of all people's like we just we have to deal with so much. It's like Kendall. Getting out of it. I hate, I hate how we're impersonating her. <laughs> you are it's the one person who gets to like go live their life in this family because you have like a normal career. No one is like, there's no, no there's no vilified. I mean, a lot of people say you're not really a model, but that's fine for you. Because you can laugh in their face because you're the one still booking all the shows. Listen, you're the one securing the bag. That's your name on the check. You're Who cares what we shows. think? You still have all the friends that think you're cool. So, like, don't talk about narratives ruining your life. Your life is fine. But it's getting out of control. The narratives. Like, oh, God. Then Chloe was like, gaslighting, gaslighting. And then Kendall said some other weird no, shit. None of us have to interpret anything as a narrative because it's right here in front of us. The narrative, but, reacting. but yeah, the Martha Stewart thing, we talked about that already. We thought do, something yeah. was happening with that. I, my theory, I like I alluded to earlier, is that I think it is in the works, but maybe wasn't finalized. So they made the episode like weirdly about the peacock. That's my theory. It will come eventually. It was, oh, fuck. I just, oh, God, fuck. <laughs> My memory is so short right now. It was, oh my God. It wasn't the narrative. It was, where are you at? Common theme. That's what Kindle kept saying. Common yeah, theme. So weird. Common theme. The narrative. Um, but yeah, that's all the Tyra mail, which makes all the sense in the world. Yeah, I don't know what you would ask about. I was thinking about it too. I think one of the issues with this show and why it's so hard to review and talk about there's no conflict like when we talk we're not the same person which is great but we don't need to take sides on anything versus like the other show you'd like be mad at Kim I'm mad at Courtney and you think so-and-so's wrong like there's really nothing to discuss very generic and generic yeah it's not particularly linear linear and it's very surface level yeah and Again, I don't, I hate when people are like, reality TV isn't real. Well, we know that. We've known that for a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> but there's really well-produced reality TV out there right now. Mm-hmm. So why is this show this boring? And I just think it's because this is like self-produced. Like they're in yeah. charge now. Like they were in charge as it was at E, but they always kind of felt like beholden to E for like putting them on. 
this time around they're like well hulu took a chance on us so like and hulu hadn't really done a show this type so it just feels very like we planned everything out everyone's in their places the shiny lights and the like soft music in the background it just there's not enough of anything. It's not believable. It's not entertaining. Like, if it was going to be overly scripted, it could at least be fun. It's just kind of, like, somewhere in the middle. It's like, all. yeah, it's very, it's very, um, you can't get, ironically, you can't get deep with the content. They went to a bird farm. They didn't buy a bird. Like, there's nothing to discuss okay. there. <laughs> Pete was going to go to space. Then he didn't. Like, it's just but like. He did not go to space. Narrator voice. He did not go to space. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I have nothing. To, I have nothing to break down, nothing to analyze. I'm just like just watching it. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that's it. I feel like I should just do. I'm seeing family announcements. We still have merch, by the way. Oh yes, <laughs> your merch goal could probably add some stuff. I think one of my priorities I'm working on from a personal standpoint is more creative projects i got an ipad from work nice uh, but they were like do whatever you want with it and i was like okay uh so you can do like a lot cooler stuff with like graphics like Mm -hmm. vectors so i maybe i could update some of our swag i know it's gonna i think we talked about this it'll be hard because there's nothing like from the show you can pull from (laughs) revisit some of our older stuff and maybe and make it exciting a shirt with a peacock on it or like maybe Pete and Kim <laughs> fucking in front of fireplace for uh Christmas Pete, and like Pete Santa's and coming down <laughs> Santa's coming down that fireplace <laughs> Christmas merch <laughs> girl boss bitch I just got up and worked girl boss gaslight go <laughs> make Common that money Common fucking theme. Anyway, we'll have a good day, night, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this, and we will talk to you later. Bye.